Hayes, Alexander, Shabbat for three, bang, oh! will get it for the win. What's going on, guys? Welcome to Dime Dropper, episode 34 of our 24-minute recaps. Before we get started, please make sure to subscribe on YouTube at Dime Dropper Podcast. Make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify. And, of course, to follow us on all social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Dime Dropper Pod. Tonight, I hit my 1,000th follower on Twitter with a post that got a lot of love. We'll talk about that as we talk about the games. But tonight's lineup, we got the Lakers against the Nuggets, a Western Conference Finals rematch. We had the Warriors against the Mavericks. And then we, uh, I will talk about the Wizards and the Heat in the end. I apologize, Dime Dropper fam. I haven't been able to get to as many games as I would have liked in the past. I don't know if it's because there's a lot of games. Every single day it seems like I'm live. And there's just only so many games I can really get through trying to watch the whole thing. And plus, I'm not as motivated at the beginning of the season because I'm just watching the same pick high pick and roll, high pick and roll every single game. And it does get a little old, you know. It's not, as I said, it's not exactly the style of basketball I prefer. So it can only take so much. But I will try to get that Suns review and Hawks in the, by the next recap. But let's start with the Lakers who played against the Nuggets tonight. And the, in the beginning of the game, this was at Staples Center. In the beginning of the game, Nikola Jokic was guarded by Marcus Gasol. And he was kind of getting what he wanted. And LeBron was getting Nikola Jokic on screens, and he was getting what he wanted. And he was taking him to the rim, you know, getting easy buckets, no no problem. But as the game went on, you saw a very quiet AD, a very good Dennis Schroeder, though, you know, going to the basket, getting into the mid-range area, hitting threes. But in the second quarter, LeBron was poor. He turned the ball over a couple times. He missed two threes where he just completely dribbled out the whole clock. AD wasn't even looking to get the ball. In my opinion, the only person in the second quarter that was really playing well for the Lakers was Kuzma. I thought he was making some great plays defensively, good rotations, hands active, forcing turnovers, you know, getting blocks. And hitting some shots as well. But I thought the Nuggets were really good in that quarter. Especially Monte Morris. He was scoring on LeBron a couple times. He wasn't afraid at all. Of course, LeBron, not the best laterally. And just, you know, his specialty is chase down. And catching people from behind. And just kind of quarterbacking and communicating on the defense. Knowing where the play is going. And that's what the Lakers do really well. And we saw that as the game progressed. The communication on the defensive end. But... Jamal Murray was starting to look more like the Jamal Murray I remember from the glorified Summer League. Starting to put people in pick and roll, dribble handoffs with Joker, Will Barton doing the same. I thought Michael Porter Jr. came off and gave a nice lift in the second quarter. But in the third quarter, especially towards the end, the game completely flipped. And, you know, the Nuggets were doing a really good job defending the Lakers in the in the first, you know, I want to say 30 minutes of basketball. They were doing that thing we talked about a lot of episodes ago where the Nuggets hard hedge and make you throw the cross-court pass. And they were, I don't know why more teams don't do that, you know, but yeah, I don't know exactly why. I think they're afraid of potential four-on-threes if people move the ball quick. But I think that teams do a good job of, you know, when they do that hard hedge, have a guy rotate over to the next pass to force the long pass. But whatever, as the game went on, the Lakers really tightened the screws on defense. That started with the lineup of Montrader, funny enough, Anthony Davis, Kuzma, LeBron, 
and THT. A really big lineup, and they were doing a really good job defensively. I thought Schroeder and THT put on a lot of ball pressure, and the Lakers just started packing the paint, making sure the Nuggets got nothing inside, and they just missed the threes. You know, they could not hit in the second half. They were getting a lot of open looks, but the Lakers are forcing turnovers in the end of the third quarter, and LeBron did a really good job of not only starting to make threes, but find AD on the outlets. When AD contests perimeter players, he goes to the basket, and LeBron does a really good job of throwing over-the-top passes, and usually when AD is down there, there are guards guarding him under the restricted area, and LeBron does a good job of throwing it deep and finding him underneath the basket for easy layups. He's been doing that since last season, and I thought that LeBron did a good job uh, eventually and had a very solid game in the end. But I thought the, the bench, the other guys, did a really good job tonight. I think that's what won the game for the Lakers in that third quarter with the defense. The Lakers did a really good job of communicating. You know, that's the thing about this Laker team. They know each other. This is their second year together. It's not like the Nets who are learning each other. And they know who to switch on. They know who to their coverages on pick and roll against various guys. I thought Caruso was a little quieter today. But THT, 17 points off the bench, taking it to the basket. A lot of those were in the second half. 8 of 12 from the field for him. Dennis Schroeder was really solid again tonight. 7 of 9, 21 points. KCP was solid again as well, hitting his open shots, getting out and running, getting easy baskets. He had 10 points. AD, they did. They were double-teaming him. They were trying to do everything in their power to make sure somebody else beat them. But I overall, overall, I thought that Anthony Davis was making the right basketball play in the second half. I do think he needs to be a little more aggressive, looking for a shot. There were a couple times he passed up good looks. But overall, he made the right basketball play. And if you guys, if the Lakers are winning, you know, it's not that big of a deal. 13 points for AD, 9 rebounds, plus 21. LeBron, 27 points, 10 boards, 10 assists. A triple-double for him, 12 and 19 from the field. Um, I didn't even know. Once again, I don't notice triple-doubles anymore because they're so casually earned. But LeBron had a great game. I'd say LeBron is the player of the game for me with Dennis Schroeder being a close second, but THT not bad as well. The Nuggets completely capitulated in the second half, completely collapsed. Paul Millsap ended up being 3 of 13. Nikola Jokic, 6 of 16, only had 13 points. And that's where you got to give the Lakers credit, especially guys like Anthony Davis. They were doing a good job double teaming in the second half with Jokic. And I just think he kind of lost his assertiveness to a large extent. But the Lakers did a really good job. you got to give them the credit. They really turned it down. Uh, sorry, turned it up. And, yeah, they got a hard-earned victory. Right now, to me, I still stand by my pick. As well as the Clippers have been playing, the Lakers are still the best team in the league until proven otherwise and still until beaten in a seven-game series. They've got two top five players in the league. Despite how AD is playing, I think he's cruising. When it come, push comes to shove, he will be, you know, his effort will be up and... LeBron is still LeBron, and they have a lot of depth in terms of scoring. I think Kuzma is quickly becoming extremely underappreciated for all the little things he's done on the court. Taking charges, blocking shots, getting over screens with a purpose. And I think that that is... Yeah, I think that's the deal with the Lakers. It was a good win. They move on to 17-6, and beat a very solid Nuggets team. The Nuggets 12-9. and Can't be like that in the second quarter. Completely lost the game at the end of the third it was a 37-17 to Laker fourth quarter. In the second half, the Lakers outscored the Nuggets 68-35. to That is quite embarrassing if you're the Denver Nuggets. Let's move on to the Warriors and the Mavericks. Oh my goodness, this game was an absolute pain to watch. It was 
a three-point chuck fest, even though the Warriors are playing pretty good defense, but the first half, the Mavs are making everything, whether it was Porzingis, whether it was Tim Hardaway Jr., whether it was Brunson, but in the fourth, I mean, in the second half, the Warriors continued to stay the course. They didn't play with any big men tonight. They went with a lot of zone. And by the way, we're seeing so much more zone lately, guys. And it's mind-boggling how many teams cannot figure out 2-3 zones. Professional basketball players not being able to handle 2-3 zones. It's for the same reasons we talked about. And is the NBA getting better and better? Go watch that. Not moving the ball quick enough. No high post, man. No guy running baseline. But you know what was funny? The Nuggets tried to go zone for a second with the Lakers, and LeBron was in the high post, and Trez was running, Montrader was running baseline. That is how you beat a zone. See, the Lakers have common sense. You put LeBron in the high post. That's why they're a freaking championship team. You know what I'm saying? All these teams are so stupid. They want to keep chucking threes. And the reason why I got my, I hit my thousandth follower on Twitter tonight is because Charles Barkley spoke for the people, spoke for the dime dropper fam, you guys are watching stupid basketball, watching these guys chuck threes with no stopping. Porzingis has a nobody in seven foot on the court, and he can't score. The Mavericks chucked themselves out of the game like the chuckers that they are, and the Warriors did their thing. It was a great night, and we got to give a shout-out to Kelly Oubre. He was fantastic. Fantastic. And... He was hitting everything. He's been in a really hot streak lately, Kelly Oubre. And this is amazing for his confidence. Curry was great. Draymond was hold, running the court like a, you know, run, holding court like a jester man. Running the show like he always does. And the Warriors switch heavy, uh, switch heavy schemes. We're messing with the Nuggets a bit. I'm mean, sorry, the Mavericks. And the Mavericks are just, were just pathetic on defense. They didn't even deserve to take the court tonight. That was shameful. Charles Barkley said it perfectly. You guys are watching stupid basketball where all it comes down to is who makes more threes every night. That is literally what basketball has become. It's sickening. It was boring. I stopped paying attention after the halfway through the third quarter because it was mind-boggling. The Mavericks can honestly go suck a dick. You know, they are trash. I don't know what happened to Rick Carlisle. Like, why? he went from a genius coach, and now he's letting his team run willy-nilly, chucking threes. Garbage strategy. That's not basketball. Luka should be removed from every, every MVP discussion. I do not care what his numbers are. Trash. Anyway, great win for the dubs, though. Let's read the lines. Let's read the lines right here. Draymond Green, 11 points, 6 rebounds. Wait for it. 15 assists and one turnover. Draymond of Saginaw, Michigan. 15 assists and one turnover. Holy shit. Andrew Wiggins, 18 points, 7 of 18. He was solid. Juan Toscano Anderson. We need to give him a shout out. What great defense he was playing, or good defense he was playing. Knocking down his open threes, doing the right things, getting out and running. 14, 8, and 5 for JTA. Two blocks as well. 6 of 8 from the field and 2 of 4 from 3. Maybe his best game as a pro. Warriors fans, you let me know. Steph Curry, 28 points, 9 to 17, 4 of 10 from 3. Perfect from the foul line at 6 of 6. Just another night at the office for one of the greatest to ever do it at the point guard position. Kelly Oubre Jr., 40 points! Wow! 40 points, 8 rebounds, 14 of 21 from the field, and 7 of 10 from 3. My goodness. What a night for Kelly Oubre. What a run he's on these last couple of games. And he didn't do it at the Chase Center. This was at American Airlines Center. For him to do that, you got to love it if you're a Dubs fan. Anyway, let's 
finish off with the final game. And it's perfect. My boy Moises Kanyeka just came in right when we're about to talk about the Heat. Perfect. So, Miami against Washington. So, I've been wondering. You know, I watched the Wizards are a dime dropper team as we've been watching this season. But Russell Westbrook didn't play, so usually I don't watch those games. However, Meet the new Samsung what, however, I watched the Heat game just because I wanted to see how the Heat lost. And for the first 26 minutes or so of the game, it was Miami Heat basketball, like the way we saw it last year in the bubble. Like, just a balanced attack, Bam out of bio, hitting mid-ranges, Bam out of bio, curling off screens, Goran Dragic doing his thing, Jimmy Butler was playing well, Tyler Hero looked good. But then, all of a sudden, the Wizards gave the Heat a taste of their own medicine. And Ron Rothstein, the, I think he was a former Heat assistant coach, said it best. We got done with a taste of ourselves. The Wizards went into a zone, but I couldn't even detect what it was. It was a matchup zone, obviously, but I, didn't, I couldn't detect whether it was a 2-3, whether it was a 1-2-2, two, two, or what it was. But clearly, the Heat didn't understand what it was either because they didn't even take a second to calm down and survey the floor. It was just a quick pick and roll, and Goran Dragic, for whatever reason, I don't know what, he needs to not do this anymore. He was getting in the middle of the lane and just willingly passing up floaters that I have seen him make his whole, his whole career. His whole career, Goran Dragic was making floaters in the lane, and he just passing them up for people to take threes. And by the way, Kelly Olynyk's shot selection was ridiculous, dude. I, Jimmy Butler needs to stop being so unselfish. If there comes a point now where the Heat are seven games below 500, Jimmy needs to start going into survival mode at this point. He needs to start shooting 15 to 20 shots every night. That 20-point stuff can't happen anymore. He needs to go to 20 to 25 like he was in Chicago because I think that... Jay Crowder was such a huge loss because on the defensive side of things, he was so big because he could switch on in multiple positions and there was no rebounding for Miami. No rebounding. There needs to be a collective effort. If they're going to have Bam as their only big guy, they need to have a collective effort rebounding the ball. They went zone and they didn't know what was going on. But you also have to give the Wizards credit because Robin Lopez was great, like better than he's played all season. Garris... He was, like, hitting hook shots on Bam, like, straight up. He even hit open threes. Garrison Matthews was looking like J.J. Redick in his prime out there, hitting threes off screens. And then Troy Brown Jr., who's been abysmal this season, played and made shots. So, at the same time, Heat fans, let's not panic. The Wizards played great. But the Heat need to be able to be ready for what comes their way. When it comes to something as simple as a team going zone against them, they need to know how to break the taste of their own medicine. Calm down. Move the basketball. Stop running pick and roll constantly. But stop... Passing up open eight-footers. Goran Dragic, Jimmy Butler. And Jimmy Butler missed an open layup at the end of the game. He kind of choked. And here's the thing, guys. You know Jimmy Butler is like my favorite player in the NBA. Like outside of uh, any Clipper player and Chris Paul and Blake Griffin, Jimmy Butler is my favorite player in the NBA. So like, I will stand him like hard. But he needs to be more aggressive, man. This team is looking like they're on the verge of potentially... Like being in a, I don't want them being in a, it's so long ago, but you don't want the Heat being in a playoff fight. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, yeah. Hold on a second. I got, so that's it for the night. I think that the Lakers didn't, um, yeah, this guy's done. Um, okay. But yeah, that's it for tonight. Um, 
that's it for the night, guys. Thank you so much for joining. Uh, that's it for the Heat. I think they'll be fine, though, ultimately. But they just got to take it one game at a time. And I saw that Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo were pissed at the end. So they need to have that energy every single game because this is a world-class organization, and they cannot uh, have a championship hangover. I know it's been a short turnaround, but, hey, cry me a river. The Lakers are getting the job done. The Heat need to do better. That's it for tonight, guys. We'll be back tomorrow for God knows what game. Uh, I'll hopefully try to watch the Suns game for you guys and the Hawks the last two games. We'll see if I can catch up on those. Thanks for joining me. Let me know what you think. We're ending a bit early tonight, like seven minutes early. Now we go to the live chat with the YouTube subscribers. Uh, Super Chat's turned on if you want to drop a dollar or dime. Peace out, guys. Tomorrow I have a special episode coming for my football fans out there. Um, it's talking about, I talked to one of my really good friends. He's a diehard Detroit Lions fan. He's from Michigan. He's as big a Lions fan as I am a Clipper fan. Like, seriously. And I do not even mean that lightly. I don't say those type of things very often. But this guy, he is a passionate Lions fan. He talked about Stafford. He talked about golf. Talked about working for the Charlotte Hornets and working for the Redskins. And I think it's a good episode. You guys should check it out. He talked. We talked about fandom. And he even talked about those Pistons of the 2000s. But let me know. That'll be dropping tomorrow morning. We'll still go live tomorrow night. Peace.